what's going on, buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? Because you guys know this is Kevin from the Cool <laughs> Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday. It is April 7th. And this episode that we have right now for you, let, let me tell give you a preface of it. So we talk about, you know, mixing, mastering things. We talk about the idea behind music production. We talk about positivity. We talk about promotion with iodine records and just kind of seeing where the efficiency behind finding the right team and finding the right people can really help your band with the, you know, making that release happen. But then all of a sudden we dive deep into like neuroscience of positivity and how music really helps to create that as well. It's insane. But before we jump into the podcast, this band, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yes. Get strong, get big like Arnold. Yeah. So, you know me, I like to, you know, work out all the time because I don't want to jump out of any pit that I ever get in. If you saw me at Blue Ridge Rock Fest in 2021, and you guys probably might have if you're watching this podcast, yeah, you guys know I didn't jump out of any pit. And that really did help. So you guys know I'm always in the gym working out, lifting, cardio, everything of that sort to make sure that I achieve those fitness goals. And you can too be with, you know, if you want to do something like that. But you also got to prepare, recover, right? Because you want to make sure your muscles are, you know, being used and recovering and being prepared as best as possible. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have different pre-workouts to help you get amped up for workouts, both you know with stimulants and stim free stuff. I use stim free stuff because, dude, I got too much energy already up as it is. They also have different beasts of the recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients to your muscles post-workout. They also have creatine to help you build muscle, different protein blends, AM, PM directly after your workout, collagen protein, plant-based protein, different multivitamins, anything you might need to achieve your fitness, uh, fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our sponsors get 50, or our listeners, why am I saying sponsors? Our listeners get 15% off using the code MSOTDFXFit.com, link description of the podcast below. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Our second sponsor is Custom Debuts. So... I still don't have that cool custom poster up on the back that I should get from Custom Debuts. So this is what I got to do. I got to pick a band. Let's go with Rise Against. Pick an album. Let's go Nowhere Generation. Or I can pick a song. Let's use Talking to Ourselves. Either or. And I can give them that information. They'll create a custom poster based on that song, based on the album for me. Potentially the album artwork with some kind of cool way. The album rundown listing or the, you know, the lyrics from Talking to Ourselves somewhere in there. They could do anything like that for me. And I'll, they send you a proof within 48 hours of you, like, you know, giving them that information. And if you don't like what they send you, you can have them, you know, make edits, make those suggestions. So you can get the custom poster that you want. And who doesn't want to be the coolest person with the coolest custom music poster in the office, in, you know, the uh, garage, in, the, in your dorm room, in your basement, wherever you might want to put it up, whether it's on, you know, normal poster paper, or canvas print, or as an aluminum sign. How cool is that? So our listeners get 10% using the code CPP10 at Custody Abuse website, link description of the podcast in Custody Abuse. Now our feature presentation. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that's the name of the band. And I got to say, hey, thanks to Travis for being on this podcast. My God. Once we go into like the whole entire, like, I mean, we, everything we talk about is insane. From the idea behind mixing and mastering to his passion for music production, for his, you know, mature mindset around if the passion for playing live ever gets, you know, starts to like die down just based over time, what he can do to make sure that he continues on. There's so many different things going on there that is absolutely incredible. Then the neuroscience behind positivity and how it relates to music as well is absolutely insane. You don't, you don't want to miss out on, hey, thanks. You don't want to miss out on our conversation with Travis. So enough with me talking. Let's get right into it. Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Thanks to our friends over at Adam Splitter PR for sending me this band. Gotta take a listen and a look to it, and I'm just like, you know what? There's definitely something here for everybody. 
They have this pop rock sound, which makes a lot of like 90s alternative electronic rock and emo all in the mix. So trust me, there's going to be something for you from this band that you're definitely going to like. They have a brand new album called Start Living, which comes out on May 27th of 2022. You can listen to their most recent single, From Me to You, right now. So let's get into it. And please welcome Travis from the band Hey Thanks to the podcast. So Travis, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on, man. So start out with this. I got to ask this question. How's everything going in your world as of late? It's going pretty okay. Um, I mean, we've put out like two singles so far. Um, honestly, the trajectory of where this record was going to be compared to where it is now is a lot different. So that's good. Um, you know, I think summer last year, we had no idea that we were going to even be releasing this through a label. So like things just kind of happened really quick. So yeah, it's been really cool. Ooh, okay. So I do want to dive into that now just because I'm rather intrigued by that. So what do you exactly mean by like, you know, where this, the trajectory of where it is now versus when it started, like the difference behind there, like, what do you mean by that? where did you see this album going originally versus where this album is now and when it's being released? And also from summer last year until now, you know, releasing this album on a label, what's the whole entire experience around that? Like, because there's a lot of information there that I just want to soak in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so originally so uh just to dive back a little bit we recorded this record back in 2020 um what was crazy about it was that when we had gotten to the studio um we started recording right as soon as the pandemic got like announced and started so we ended up being pretty like stuck in uh, new jersey for like majority of the recording process and uh we, we went with our, our friend Gary Sioni. He runs a, a studio out in New Jersey called Soundacre Studios, um, which, you know, he, he's done things like Hot Mulligan and Sorority Noise and many other great bands. And we, so we, we recorded the record way back then. And for the year or so after, like, we were trying really hard to, like, you know, send it out and shop it for labels and stuff. And I think at some point we, we had gotten a couple of, like, yeah records great but y'all are like you know y'all are a new band so it's like kind of risky and uh you know we totally got that so um summer of last year we had finally just started like going to self-release and uh we we put out i think for me to you which is which we re-released february 25th of this year i think and once that happened we uh we were just like fuck it we're gonna like literally just like start self-releasing all the singles and uh I think Gary actually hit us up and he was asking us when we were going to drop a second single. And he was pretty much being like, what the hell is taking you guys so long? Like, and when I was just like, you know, I, I just don't feel like we have the financial capacity to like push this record in front of the amount of people that it deserves to be in front of. And I think um, somewhere in the week or two, Gary must have like used his magic fingers and type something to somebody and uh ended up getting in the hands of casey from uh, iodine records and casey really fucked with the record and he was uh trying to he was trying to get the label back up and started which i i actually didn't know too much about iodine um you know considering i was born like when the label was existing <laughs> so uh <laughs> when he hit me up you know i looked up some of the history about it and like kind of all the things casey was was telling us were like very promising enough 
I mean, it kind of shows because like everything up until like the release happening right now has been like way beyond what I think we would have pulled off on doing it on our own. So, yeah, that's a little a summary of how it went down. That's a that's a pretty good summary, but also a lot to unpack there as well. Uh, yeah. Starting out with Gary as well. I mean, got to give shout out to Gary for basically, you know, kind of helping you guys out with this. Who knows what kind of magic he did, you know, shopping out there, giving it to the people of Iodine Records as well. But, you know, you say that name and I'm like, I've heard other people say that name and people have worked with him and I've heard nothing but good things about that. So when it comes yeah. down to it, I mean, you're working with a, a very good person right then and there. Yeah, Gary literally, uh, it, it's crazy how, because we actually, the last EP we recorded, we also did with Gary when he was working at a different studio in New Jersey. And from that EP into recording this record, all of us just like advanced so much in our craft and it was just kind of a, it was amazing to be in a studio space and being able to give each other like our most like honest opinions about like music production. Cause like, that's something I'm really into. So being able to work with Gary and like see eye to eye on a lot of things was a uh, really cool and really humbling, you know? So yeah, yeah cause you, I'll say, cause at that point you have someone that when it comes down to it, when it comes to their musical opinion, when it comes to the opinion about the music, about where the you know direction could potentially go on the production side of things, it's someone that you trust. It's someone that you have a lot of respect for. So when it comes to taking potential advice and taking potential criticisms and seeing you know where the constructive part of that can really come through, you're listening to that. You're really taking it full in to the point where now it's not being something where it's like you know one person's kind of taking control of it while the other kind of just has to go along for the ride where both you know you the rest of the band and gary are kind of bouncing ideas off each other back and forth to create the best record possible try as many different things as possible production side to really make this thing pop the way you want to pop and from gary's side make it pop the way you know it sounds perfect kind of like in his realm as well and just really collaborate all together to the point where when you guys are coming out with this record, when you guys are releasing these songs, this is what you want it to sound like. This is the way that you want it to sound like and that it hits the way that you want it to hit when people listen to it for the first time. Absolutely. I, th I think that was, uh, that was like the coolest part about doing this record too was that compared to like last time when we did the EP, we, we had about three and a half weeks or so of time to like sit in the studio every single day for 13 hours to 14 hours, however long it took for the day to really get everything as critical and on track as we could hear it. And I think that, uh, I mean, e and even with that, it's always funny because like the more time you get to work on a song, the more amount of shit you want to like put or do to it. So it's like, even with the amount of time we had, which was way more, it's still, even from Gary himself, he said that he was like, if we do another record like this, we're going to need like four plus weeks next time because we went through so many um, different variables and like, and, you know, honestly, me being a really picky bitch. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and for him to put up with me in that realm, that's a, that's a very appreciative. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of looking at it from Gary's perspective as well, he's probably worked with a bunch of artists as well that are potentially just as picky or even pickier as you. So comparing to that, you know, working with something like that, it's really working with someone who is passionate about what they do, passionate about the music that they produce and passionate about the message they want to put out there. So when it comes to, you know, if you guys do another one like this with Gary and you guys have to book potentially, you know, four plus weeks, maybe five weeks in the studio, 
It's you're doing it so that you can try every possible option and try every possible way that these songs potentially sound from the production side of things to really make them stand out and pop the way you want to. Because maybe Gary has an idea for a certain part of the song where it's like, well, I'm not necessarily sure if that's going to work. But why not give it a shot and just see what happens? Yeah. Because the worst thing that can happen is you, you try it out, you, you listen to it, and it just doesn't sound like the way you want it to. But it's like, you know, the old Thomas Edison, you know, edge, like he tried 5,000 times to make a light bulb, but he didn't fail each time he found a different way not to make a light bulb. So you're just figuring out the ways to get to the proper sound, the proper, you know, product that you want to put out there for your music and to really hit on the message that you want to hit. Yeah, um, I would agree with all that. I think uh, for anybody who is looking for somebody really cool to record with, I would go to uh, I would go to Gary. He's a very... He's very open-minded to things. He also, he got me out of two bad habits, which I'm still working on myself, but like he got me into the mindset of like, there's no point of not trying something different because we're in a studio where we can change the production at any point. And B, he got me over something I had a problem with, which was demoitis, he calls it, which is where you, um, you get so attached to a demo version of like the song you have to show him for pre-production that it's hard for you to let go of like certain elements to let something new shine that might be recorded in the studio. Cause a lot of times for the record, um, I would pre-pro and pre-demo songs like in my room because I have like a mini studio set up and I would like work like night and day to like get <laughs> these demos to sound as good as my ears could hear them and i think after you listen to a demo for over a year it's like hard to go into a studio and then like just like let your grip go and like let everything like restart again you know so gary definitely got me in a better mindset to just say like fuck it and let things just flow organically you know Honestly, I think a lot of artists that are really trying to emerge, grow in the scene and potentially break through might have that exact same kind of issue because if you're working on a song, you know, by yourself creating this demo and you're listening to it over and over again for, you know, a half a year to a year and just really trying to work on it. You're so ingrained, you're so attached to the way that it sounds, to the emotion that it brings out, and you put so much of yourself in there that when, you know, you bring that to uh, the production side of things, after the pre-production demo side and you know you start messing around with it because you're so attached emotionally to that you might have those blinders on you might be tunnel vision to the point where you know what you might have could work but it might be so ingrained and in kind of like what is relatable to your own experiences <laughs> that when it comes down to the production side of things you're more hesitant to that because of how attached you are to that sound when it comes to the production side of things you know potentially messing around with it changing things around it might not necessarily hit as you know, a hundred percent impactfully on you, it only might hit, you know, maybe 95% impactfully on you with a different sound, but it gives it a much more conducive sound naturally to the whole entire song. And then when you put it out there, it really attaches to that core emotion of the song, which really allows a lot more people to feel the song, understand the song, put themselves in the song and attach to it the same way that you would uh, attach to it yourself and that you want them to. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think, uh, I mean, even, having to sit on the record for like a year or two but after we like recorded it and like got the final masters back um it took a year and i finally like one day decided to like play the the recorded final versions versus the demos 
And it's just funny, like how much your ears trick you in the beginning stages, because like when you listen to the final product, you're like, oh, that's like leaps better than like this, like shitty demo. <laughs> I, I've been like grinding into the ground for like five or six months, you know? So it's, uh, it's really cool. Honestly, music production um, and recording and all that's probably my favorite part about music. And, um, you know, I still obviously like being in a band is super cool and touring is always awesome because I like connecting with people. But um, I would love to one day, like maybe when I'm getting older, like work in, in a studio because I already record people on the side. And, you know, I love production and like song structuring and songwriting. So it's, you know, all the elements are there. I just need to like intern or something somewhere. So I mean, if you, if you have the time, give it a shot. Why not? Because if it's something that, you know, you, you intern with and you give it a shot and try and see what happens and maybe, you know, on the full professional side of it, maybe, you know, it connects with you fully or maybe it doesn't connect with you fully. At least you give it a shot. At least you see where it goes and then you potentially learn some things around there where that can help you when it comes to, you know, helping record some other artists along with your own music. Because I've talked to a couple other artists that are dabbling more in the production side as well. And they're really into it and they're really getting into more of that side of things to really bring out more of what they want to do instead of the touring side of things. A couple that come to mind is uh, Jake from the band New Medicine because now New Medicine is, tr- is coming back. But he's been in the studio just kind of just mess- working around with other people's music and doing his own thing and just really letting his creativity flow. Another one is Justin DeBleek, the former guitarist for Ice Nine Kills because he produces the new Motionless and White stuff. Uh, I've yeah. talked to him about uh, producing uh, stuff for Joey Arena from the band Outlier and just seeing the kind of stuff that he comes up with just where his mindset is like that's what he's more into now and just seeing how he's funneled that into a different like no realm while still being connected to the music is fantastic another one which i feel like might be a little bit more like kind of getting the same vibe from what you're saying from when i talked to him was landon tours from the plot and you like the like that yeah. kind of vibe and feel that you're bringing into this was exact same kind of vibe and feel that i got when i talked to him and he brought up all this stuff so you're yeah. in good company there not gonna lie my man yeah. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say um, it's it something about because I guess for me, it's like playing shows and touring and doing all of that is fun. But there comes a time where like the process of it can become a little mundane. Like I'm sure like if we ever got to the point where like we're playing, I don't know, big theater venues or whatever, um, you know, at some point we're going to see these venues over and over and over again and we're going to be playing in the same states at the same places doing the same things but for me like music production always changes it's always something different there's different formats there's different ways to initiate a song being written and recorded it's there's always something like new to keep my like attention occupied and i think that's what interests me the most about it because i get i, I get easily like bored when situations start to feel like mundane or like they drag on and like i feel like for me recording and mixing and all that is a perfect balance to me also wanting to be a musician so if i can manage to like be successful at both uh i mean i would i would say i have accomplished living on this earth so (laughs) Dude, keep rolling with that mindset and give it a shot because just even more that way you're describing it, like I'm making so many more connections in my mind between you and Landon from the plot and you right now. It's it's insane. Just the yeah. like the idea behind it, the passion behind it. 
and just the mindset behind, you know, yeah, if you go out and, you know, touring is fun and it's enjoyable at times, but I do understand where you're coming from where all of a sudden, say you get to a point where you're playing, you know, those bigger theaters, those ballroom type settings, and all of a sudden you come around to Milwaukee and you come to the Eagles ballroom and you play there like four times in 10 years. It's like, well... We keep playing here over and over. Now there's going to be venues that you play at that you absolutely just have this connection to and love playing at because every band has that. But there are some venues like you go to, it's like, yeah, you enjoy playing in them, but there's just this feeling that, you know, okay, we're doing this again and again. It could be anything that people enjoy. It's like going to a theme park and it's like, you know, you go there four times in, in like, you know, four years and it's the same thing over and over and over again. You're still excited to go. You're still having a good time, but it's just not as exciting or it's not as just like wow as the first yeah. time. Yes, exactly. It's a it's how would I how would I say? It? It's like I when I play shows unless I'm playing to a room of like 10 people, anytime we've played a show that's even like like 500, 600 people, like there's always this like enjoyable part about it, but it almost to me like um not to get too like bleak or whatever, but it, it uh I almost feel like a disconnect sometimes because there's so many people that it's really hard to like have your attention focused on like anything in particular. Like when I'm on stage, it's just kind of like, uh, it's almost like I'm blacked out. And like at that point, if I feel like I'm just blacked out, like when I'm playing on stage, then it's like not really any different than like, you know, taking like opiates or getting really drunk and like not remembering anything. Cause it's like, I I'm not present anymore. And it's like, I feel like, that's what I love about music production is it like really makes me so present, like in the moment. So, you know, I can understand, I can understand because when you're doing something, you want to make sure you're present in the moment with it. You don't want to, you know, feel like you're going through the motions and it's nothing. And I mean, from you, your standpoint, it's nothing against, you know, playing in front of, you know, five, 600 people because that can be fun, but you just want to make sure that when you're doing it, it's something that you continually want to do and that you're not going to feel like you have to do it and just go through the motions just to get through it. You want to have that excitement. You want to have that passion behind it because, yeah. you know, when artists lose like that passion and they lose that, you know, fire to, you know, go do something, you can yeah. definitely tell it does come out and it does, you know, suffer in the live performance, in the music, whatever they're doing. So that's where at times, you know, all of a sudden, sometimes bands step away for a little bit, bands take a break. And then when they come back, it's like, yeah, you know, they came back, they were gone for all, but then you see the fire that ends up, you know, being produced from them, the passion that's come back, because now that they've been removed from it, they see kind of exactly where the passion was for it and it gets reignited. Now they're, you know, going full force at it. It's a beautiful thing. And it's something that we just got to understand because even as people, anybody, there's going to be something that you really like it over time, you know, that passion just kind of wanes at times. So then you go and try and do something else. For me, it was sports. Now I'm not even, I'm, I, I loved playing sports as a kid. I still play soccer a shit ton, but when it comes to like professional sports and being a part of that, I'm really a lot more removed from that now because shit, I became more passionate about music and I just dove headfirst into that. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I also liked playing soccer, but I was never that good at it. Um, but <laughs> I, I think uh and I and to reiterate, I'm nowhere near the point where like playing shows exhaust me. I haven't even touched the surface of it yet. Like I'm still always like super excited to be out. I just like, you know, when you look up to people that you play, you definitely see that there's a time lapse for like almost every artist to a degree where like they hit that wall and they just want to take a break or they want to like stop playing and like, you know. So I, I just always kind of remind myself like to not fear when that time comes, but to know that like, 
that's not the end of music because music there's so many other areas of music that i can dive into or put myself into and then you know that's what i love about it so you're not looking at it from a point of bleakness you're looking at it from a point of realism and from a point of honesty where you know you're enjoying it right now but you know there might come a time or there might there probably there probably will come a time where you know certain parts of that passion begin to wane just as life goes on you know in 10 years and 20 years you never know exactly how you're feeling but you know that you're interested in a different part of the side of music where you can always try and venture into that to potentially not only reignite that passion, but keep it rolling and give yourself something new to try. Yeah, yin and yang, a balance. So, <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Perfect flow as it I'm was doing a very perfect. bad tradition. <laughs> 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 Well, on top of that, I mean, like you said, you this was now you're on like Idon Records with this uh with this uh album as well, and with the release by I mean, you said that you know, with what they're able to do with this and kind of pushing out, it's more than what you thought you guys could potentially do on your own. So what have you been seeing from Iron Records to help push this record out there, push the singles out there? And how does it differ from potentially where you were thinking about doing this on an independent side, just so we can kind of see, you know, the difference between, you know, what it would be like if you guys are pushing this out independent versus now with Iodine. Um, so first things first is that if we had pushed this out solo, we had no connection or way that we could have probably printed vinyls and cassettes and all these extra add-ons for the record. Um, uh, again, iodine, you know, they're helping budget for like a PR campaign. So like it's getting to, you know, other people. Um, I mean, just this, <laughs> just this whole interview, you know, right here. So yeah. it's, uh, I, I don't think on our own, not, not only because of finances, but honestly, outside of like writing music and you know actively posting on twitter um we are not the best at being persistent with like reaching out and finding people because you know i think we're we're this weird spectrum where we're all social and we have a good time but i feel like energy wise i feel like most of us in the band are pretty introverted so it's like this weird again, like kind of balancing where it's like we're outgoing, but like we get so drained and tired that like by the time it's time to like find PR and all this other stuff, like we're just like slumped. So it's like, I think Casey's definitely like lifting the, uh, the wings that we're on or whatever. And, you know, letting us soar into the sky and drop off into little clouds and find, you know, interview here, interview there, meeting new people. Um, I mean, just alone, like Spotify numbers wise, I think when we had dropped from me to you um, last year in the summer, we like we went up to about a thousand something monthly listeners for like a couple weeks. And then it started like kind of going back down. Not that Spotify numbers fucking matter, but um, just with like this second single that we've dropped, um, our numbers have just steadily been increasing this whole month. I feel like more people are actually like fucking with us and taking notice um i don't know it feels like people care and it makes me more excited to show them like you know what's in store with this record and you know future records because i'm already i mean this this thing i'm working on right now is already a, a demo for like lp2 <laughs> that'll probably be out in fucking three or four years from now so <laughs> 
But you got to keep working on stuff to kind of keep it fresh. And when you get the inspiration to do something, I mean, go for it. But going back to the stuff with iodine and what you were saying about it, when it comes to the band, I mean, it seems like you guys, like you said beforehand, you know, you're very active with what you guys do together, but also have that more introverted mentality at the same time. Very active on Twitter, but outside of the other parts when it comes to promoting PR, reaching out. That's just not something that, you know, brings you energy. It's not something that you guys are entirely excited for. It is a part of the business that has to be done. But instead of, you know, forcing your guys self to do it, you're using potential resources and now using these connections to find other people that are, you know, experts in this, that find the same kind of energy to do this stuff with, partner with them so that they help out on that front. And then you guys do, you know, what get, brings you energy and what you're passionate about, you know, the live shows, the and writing this music, playing it, all this kind of stuff. And also being active on Twitter, because if you become, you know, a big thing on Twitter, where all of a sudden, you know, you're just kind of like that, kind of like I'm trying to think of a couple of examples, like my friend uh, Tom from Patient 67, they're big on Twitter and on social media with all the memes they post. The guy from oh. Eve 6, he's always hysterical. Just the yeah. back and forth he has with all like the with Riot Fest has been fantastic. So Moon Pie is successful on Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you, you're finding you're finding what you guys are passionate about when it comes to the process of, you know, uh, you know, putting out this record and promoting it. And you're finding where, you know, you guys are not passionate about it as much and just don't have the energy or the real, you know, fire behind to do it. So you found some other people through other connections that are fired up behind that so that you're creating the most efficient process possible to ensure that this record is going to be a success for you guys upon release. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think with the way Casey's got it down right now, um, and all the the assets and stuff he has going along, I I think this record is going to be bigger than we could have like imagined. And, and I mean, it's you know, it's still gaining traction and trying to like find its way into people's um, you know Spotify's and Apple Music playlists and all that. But I think when this thing drops, I'm highly confident that like it's going to reach more people than I guess I imagined in my head. You know, I I, I was thinking like maybe. You know, maybe this might reach a couple thousand people, and then it'll do its thing. But uh, I, I don't know. There's something. There's something in the universe telling me that like this is a, this is gonna be a really good thing for us. So, you know, just gotta go with your gut. And let the universe speak for itself. But it does make a lot of sense. Where you know, ex- from where your expectations were, to all of a sudden with working with Gary, and all of a sudden now you know working with Casey from Iodine, and just really put it in there. It seems like again it kind of fat potentially fast tracked its way into a new realm of possibility for Hey Thanks when it comes to releasing this record, getting into the ears of more people, getting into the mindsets of more people. And then upon release, having more people know about what it, you know, what you guys are about, what the record is about and just really being passionate about it to the point where upon release, you know, it's being pre-saved on people's Spotify's on app music. People are pre-ordering, people are buying the vinyls, people are getting ready for this stuff and people are wanting to see you on tour based off of what they're hearing from this album based off, you know, whatever type of promotion is being done, whether it's a, you know, something like this where all of a sudden I get reached out to via email. I'm like, I want to check this out, check this out. And boom, here we are because well, wouldn't be here if I didn't like the music. So of course here we are today. (laughs) Hey, it would have been funny press though for like to get an email back for me. That was just like, fuck no. (laughs) That was just, that was like, yeah, um, I just checked it out and, I changed my mind, <laughs> but 
uh, you know, we would we would have used that for Twitter too. We anything anything is press. <laughs> oh, you guys would use that for Twitter. Probably would have tagged me and stuff, and I probably would have come back and just been like. Basically responded in like very like disappointed like sad gifts like all of a sudden you guys would have put me on blast and I would have literally had a gif from South Park of Butters in the gutter crying <laughs> just because it good for all of us. <laughs> oh oh it would have been fantastic and all of a sudden that we would have done a podcast like this where we would have just like roasted each other and just had a great time doing it. That's our that's honestly uh um our drummer Trevor me and him talked about it earlier we were saying like you know we should do this thing where we just like make it a bit to like have beef with every single interviewer and podcaster ever. And just like, and then just like make a whole merch line based off of it or something, you know, maybe that'll like resonate with someone. <laughs> I don't you, know. I'd say you'd be surprised just based off of, you know, what could potentially happen with something like that, because you, you start a beef with some, some, you know, random podcasters or if like say, I'll use state of the scene as an example. Cause when it comes to like, you know, the rock, like kind of like the alternative emo kind of side of things like the, you know, pop yeah. punk side, like they're probably the most prominent ones right now. So starting a random beef with them out of nowhere, all of a sudden you see some back and forth stuff. Next thing you know, all of a sudden you create some different PR out of it and people are starting to check out your band just based off of like kind of who the hell's doing something like this. Kind of like what happened with I Set My Friends on Fire, even though a lot of people already knew who they were, but when the whole entire when we were young fest thing came out and they hijacked the, you know, they, they basically hijacked the website. Yeah. Look at how many more people found out about them. I mean, I think it was Alt Press or Kerrang put them on the cover of like of, of one of their editions because of just what they had done and what had happened. So Which stuff like that can really bring a lot of more press, you know, to the band and not more a lot more attention to the band as well. Yeah. Um honestly, like I said, we're here for we're here for any press. Um if people want to yell at us or be upset or, you know, call us shitty, like we we take it all in and we try to convert it into this big energy ball and we feed off of it. So if you know anybody that would hate us, send them the record. (laughs) But, but one thing you just said there is something that just stands out to me and just really makes a lot of sense. And it's when stuff like that happens, if you get that negativity, how can you turn around and have fun with it so that in the end, it's actually seen for a positive. And I've seen that happen, you know, right in front of my eyes. Cause back in early in 2021, I brought this uh, guy named Benny Schultz from the band Avoid. Him and I talk in the podcast. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever uh, talked to. And yeah. then they were doing this, uh, like during a NASCAR truck series race, the band was going to do like a dueling guitar national anthem type thing. Then they were yeah. told like the day beforehand that they needed to have it sung as well. So now Benny's got to prepare it like less than 24 hours. They get out there and five minutes before they're about to do the national anthem, there's no power to that part of the track. So Benny just has to sing it on his own, which he had not really prepared for at all. Oh did God. it. It did not go well. He knows it didn't go well. It went terrible. And people on people on NASCAR Twitter were absolutely roasting the hell out of out of him, roasting the hell out of the band. And he was having so much fun that they even sponsored like one of the uh Infinity Series cars for this. Like dirt, like before this had happened, they already sponsored this car. Even it got to the point where on Jim Rome's podcast, he brought it up and was trashing the band for one episode. The next day, he brought it back up because he actually listened to what the band had to put out. And then he started to change his tune. Like, that was bad, but this band is actually pretty good. The following day on his podcast, Benny called in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I was going to say, uh, I, I mean, fuck, if somebody wants to let us fucking sing any anthem, um, you know, I'll fuck it up for you, so... <laughs> 
I, I'm hoping, I, I'm really hoping for my own entertainment that like one of these Super Bowl days, one of these like mega artists like does this big elaborate like, you know, sort of how like Lady Gaga flew in with a parachute. Mm-hmm. You know, they do this big come in and then they just completely butcher the song or whatever. You know, that would be like, I don't know, that'd be like iconic. Like you, it'd be the most memorable Super Bowl you could ever have. So, if I ever get that opportunity, any anybody out there listening that's an affiliate with Super Bowl. It's going to be great. Trust me. You're going to love it. Or Because when you're bringing that up, I was thinking about that NBA All-Star game when Fergie did the National Anthem and all the players could not stop laughing because she was trying to do this like sexy rendition of the National Anthem. Oh, snap. I think I vaguely remember that, but I don't know. I might have been like, when, when did that happen again? I th- I'm not sure when it was. It might have been like 2016, 2017. I really don't know, but I know it was in the 2010s for sure. Gotcha, you. Gotcha. I think yeah, that sounds so familiar, but it's like it's like one of those. Uh, it, it must be one of those like suppressed memories in the back of my brain. It's just like it's like don't 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 remember that. <laughs> don't remember that. Yeah, like um, that. Like I had to pull that out of my brain too, because like I mean, whenever I think about a band that like butchered something, but then like turned it around for an absolute positive, I always go to avoid because when I heard Benny on <laughs> the Jim Rome show, it was hysterical, and all of a sudden, I mean, that band. I recently saw them on a tour with fit for a king and like they opened the tour and they were fucking great. So I'm just like, yo, this fit is for fucking king, happening. That's, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. I used to listen to, uh, fit for a king in my like late, like my early high school, like metalcore phase. I was really into that first, uh, yeah, I don't remember what it's called. It's some EP that it was like, a. it was just straight gray. I remember with their name on it or something. Uh, Ooh, I got my Spotify right now. I could like look it up real quick. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's a uh, it's escaping me at the moment. Or it's okay, it's okay. I'm I'm on it. Hold up. It's on it, and now I should probably just like in the background. I should probably put like the Jeopardy theme going on, just like the do 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 just as we wait. <laughs> Anything as long as uh as long as we for sure get copyrighted, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> the entire podcast. It's just. It's just like silence us talking. Um, yeah, uh, it'll be up to it'll be it'll be talking about a lot of good stuff, and all of a sudden it's gonna hit that point, and all of a sudden just pure silence after that. Okay, I found. Actually, it was an album. I guess it was Descendants. I think Redux. I think that was the one. Yeah, it came out in 2013. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. Hold up. Well, if that's a, if it's a Redux one, they probably re-released. So it might have come out back in like 2010, even. Yeah, I don't know, off the top of my head. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe that there's nothing. I, I have no idea. At some point around that time frame, 2012, 2011, or something. Honestly, like I should just look this up to. Uh, it would have been 2011. 2011. Yeah, it was their it was their first album. Oh yeah, yep. That was that was it. I was heavy into that. I had just I was in this weird. Uh, um, I guess we can we can roll this one for the podcast, but um. I was in this weird phase where I was playing for youth ministry at like a church. I was really into like Christian metalcore and stuff. And like, so Fiverr King and like, um, you know, Under Oath and all those mm-hmm. other ones were heavy on my list. But then at the same time, I was doing like a fuck ton of opiates, like all day. Like, like I, I just remember like thinking back to it now, I was like, man, how, like, I had so many different like 
personas I was trying out whenever I was young that like, I didn't know if I was trying to be a Christian, like youth counselor minister or like, or if I was trying to be like a drug seller or something. So it's like, you know, there's a bunch of different versions of me. Or, or a metalcore musician at that. I mean, especially with what you were listening to. Fun fact, my first, uh, my first thing I ever joined, I was in like ninth grade or eighth grade or something. I joined this uh, metalcore band from my little hometown that was, you know, trying to really be that like whole woe is me, like two vocalists, a screamer and a singer and like, you know, four or five piece band. And we were trying really hard to be that, except um, I was horrible at singing. I was like, I think I just started mimicking like singers a year or two prior to that in like seventh grade or something. So like, it was awful looking back, but it was like a shit ton of fun because people actually came out to shows. So I was like, geez, you know, that's some good shit. But I mean, also you're talking about too, it's like, you know, doing opiates, also like youth ministry stuff as well. Just didn't know exactly what you want to do. I mean, isn't that what happened? That's what happens when you're like a teenager. It's everyone kind of expects like, Oh, you should know what you want to do. Like go to college, you know, pick a major. And then that's what you're going to do. It's like, we still don't know what the hell we want to do. That's what life is about. It's figuring out what, you know, what you enjoy, what makes you happy, what really drives you and then go after that. And you're going to try some things that work. You're going to try some things that don't work. You might try some things that are a little bit dangerous at times too. But if, I mean, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to figure out things for yourself and that's going to be the best teacher is experience. I I was going to say, I always argue that, to try to focus so hard on like this ideology that like you've got to have this one set decision to i guess be successful in life i feel like is a is like an endless snowball like it it, like i feel like you're always going to be chasing something you're not happy about because like you're trying to settle for this one thing i feel like the happiest people including myself is when i'm living like so much in the moment in the present not not thinking about like the past that I can't control or change or the future that like, I have no like idea of and worrying about it that like when I live in the present, everything I'm doing feels like it's most genuine thing that it can be. It feels like it's the most real me, I guess. So, you know, dude, now this is freaky. You went from me, you went from reminding me of like when I talked with Landon tours. Now you're reminding me of my best friend at the exact same time as well. Cause he's got that same kind of mindset where it's, he's so focused in on just like, he's really focusing on living in the present right now where he does have like, he's also, you know, looking at the future as well. Sometimes looking at the past, but he's very much more in the present and enjoying the time that he has right now in life where it's like, Mm -hmm. Holy shit. This is like, this is like freaky connection time for me right now. Dude, hell, hell yeah. I was going to say, uh, there's a, per- there's a person I, I watch videos of. I'm not like a fan of him on all degrees, but, um, he has a lot of ph- philosophical things that I kind of agree with. It's this, uh, it's this neuroscientist guy, meditation dude named Joe Dispenza. And, uh, he has this belief that, um, so like I think uh, I'm gonna deep dive off the rail for a second. If that's Go cool. for it. Go for uh, it. So he has this belief that um, obviously like your thoughts can make you sick because like when you're stressed out or you're thinking about like negative things or the past that you can't change, you start to get your body starts to like get sick and it starts your your actual gene code and stuff starts to like you know 
get stressed out and fight and fight uh what is it called um inflammation and stuff like your body will literally like become inflamed and so like he has this philosophy where it's like if thinking negative thoughts can literally change the way your body is feeling he's like you know imagine like how much time spending on like thinking of like positive things in the moment will change you on the other end and he has this belief where it's like if you focus on the future you want in the present right now your brain doesn't actually know the difference between that emotion inside and outside so he's saying if you can actually feel emotionally like you're somewhere already internally then like your brain is already gonna like know what that experience feels like before it happens and then you're more likely to create that synchronicity and that thing to happen so like uh i he, he's just like uh, i mean if you go watch some of his interviews like it's really interesting stuff I, i'm not really keen on his uh on his like meditation camp things he tries to do in california but like as far as like the science behind what he's saying i i like it's super interesting to me because like i think a lot of people do spend a lot of time living in this like this this past that's already happened and when you wake up every day thinking about the past you're like living in it already you know what i mean and your whole life is going to be the same thing over and over again so it's like i, don't know, I would check i would check out joe Dispenza if you ever get a chance he's got some cool interviews Honestly, I might do that tomorrow, literally while I'm, you know, at work, just like, okay, I'm going to pop this in, just kind of listen to it because I'm even thinking about that as well. And just kind of how it pertains to, you know, my life and also with music as well, where that does kind of make sense to me because there was time in 2017 where it's just like, I just kept thinking about, you know, things that, things that were going wrong. So I was very, you know, negatively thought process on every aspect, whether it was my job, you know, past relationship, always focused on the past life, whatever it might have been. And it really was the worst period of time my entire life. And it really drove even further into that based off of consistent thoughts of, you know, wanting to change the past. And you can't change the past because it happened. Time travel is not a thing that we can do right at all, if right now, you know, so it's not going to happen. But all of a sudden, once, you know, I kind of got more of this positive thinking, positive mentality, kind of really got more in the music side of things and started doing stuff like this, where whenever I do a podcast, doesn't matter how tired I am. I mean, hell, I've done podcasts at 5 a.m., woken up like at 4.30 a.m. just to record at 5 a.m. I mean, yeah. I could be dead tired all of a sudden. I see in the side of the Zoom call, all of a sudden, oh, boom, here come, like they're in the waiting room. All of a sudden, my energy just goes from down here to up here. It's just the positivity just starts flowing. And I feel yeah. that for the entire rest of the day. And I just thrive off of that. And it really does change the way you feel not only about yourself, but physically how you feel. Even like, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but I kind of even saw that with my with my grandfather as well. Back in 2016, my grandma had been gone for over three and a half years at this point, And he yeah. suffered a stroke. And it's kind of like at this point, you know, he's he's, old, he's older in life. He doesn't really have, mu he doesn't do much during the day. So there's not, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of like strong will there to continue going, a lot of positivity to go on. So we'll see what happens. And we were, we were worried, but he was a huge Cubs fan. And this was 2016. So the Cubs were making a run of the world series and he was so into it. The positivity behind there was nuts where he just kept driving forward and he was out of the hospital by the time game seven happened, which is just like, okay, Feeling, this is cool. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's literally, um, it's crazy how much your mind can actually like change you. Cause think about it. If you live in negativity, and your genes 
are getting stressed and like you're creating inflammation, you're creating illnesses like cancer and like various other things that like that your body might have not created prior to being in that that um, that condition of, of like feeling negative all the time. And like so like I really think it's interesting how like if you think in the now and you think about like who you want to be and like all the positive things happening that your genes literally contribute to changing your, your identity, your DNA, like, like you, you're, you're changing not only you, but like your future generations just by the way you think, which is a uh, crazy. The brain's just like so powerful. It's just insane to think about. I mean, the, the brain is one hell of a powerful thing, but that is absolutely incredible where, you know, just us being positive and just us focusing more on the positive. You can, it not only impact, you know, the way we're thinking right now, but also impact future generations. Cause even, I know there's gonna be a lot of people out there, you know, that think negatively just based off of stuff they've gone through in life and are just kind of more focused in that negative space. Cause I was in that point in time once and it is, it's not the easiest thing to get out of. It, it really isn't. But no. the, one of the best things you can do is just to, to start to get out of there is find something that brings positivity into your life. Find something that brings passion into your life and just really helps you focus in the now. For me, it was literally the thing that brought me, started to bring me back a little bit and just focus in and like, no, I can be positive once again, was going to see a live show, was going to see Rise Against yeah. perform live, even though I'd seen them plenty of times beforehand, just going to see them and just focusing in on that show for that hour and a half, focusing in on the now, focusing in on what was happening now, focusing on the positivity of the present moment that I was in. It helped like, okay, potentially start to get me out of things where, all of a sudden, I mean, at that time, I couldn't sleep. Like, I, I was sleeping horribly. Just constantly focused on the negative things, could not shut my mind off. So, all of a sudden, that mentality part of it was affecting my brain, was affecting me physically. We all of a sudden went to the doctor, and it's like, yeah, we're going to put you on these antidepressants to uh, to help you try and sleep. And I'm just like, uh, no, I'm actually going to try and, you know, figure this out on my own, I guess, now, then try and bring back that positivity. And now, yeah. boom, it's like, I still go to live shows all the time because when I'm there, like even though I'm, I'm really trying to live more in the present right now with all the music stuff and everything, but a live show is always just that one reminder too, no matter what is going on, where all of a sudden you could be having a bad day, go to a live show. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving there happy. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it's, it's just like, again, like I can only speak for myself because you know, everybody has their own journeys and their own struggles that they deal with. And, you know, everybody's validated on like the struggles and things they go through. But I feel like for me, um, the day I, I started like practicing uh, meditation and stuff again, um, I realized like one thing, which is like, Hey, meditation is not about, you know, trying to eliminate all thoughts and be like mind numbing. Meditation is about being able to fully be aware of the conscious, the subconscious things that your brain is producing. Cause like, I think, uh, Joe Dispenza said somewhere, like your brain produces about like 70,000 thoughts a day. And he said, and 90% of those thoughts are subconsciously programmed. And if he said, if you're living in a negative state of environment, that means like, not like almost, uh, you know, 70 to nine, 80% of those thoughts are subconsciously negative, which means you're, you're waking up not even realizing you're being negative and you're already like living this life without this bad life without realizing why. And then you'll, you know, later in the day, you'll ask yourself like, why did this thing happen to me? Or like, why, why did somebody treat me this way? Or like, why am I reacting this way? And you don't even realize it's because like your brain is like so hardwired to like think in this like 
this bad mindset mindset. And um, so something like meditation did for me was like, I literally sat there and like the first month or so I did it. Um, you know, I struggled with being able to like sit still and like keep my attention. And then I started realizing like, I could literally pinpoint when I would go from focusing on like, you know, whether it be a phrase saying like, I'm successful or like something that to keep my attention focused, I would start to notice like my brain would start to run off and like start creating these like fake stories that like don't even make any sense. And, uh, and you know, after a week or two of doing that, I was able to like realize when my subconsciousness was like creating like these fake depressing scenarios. And I was able to like cut it and be like, okay, I'm drifting off. Let me like get right back in the center where I'm at again, because that's the thing that's easy to like get stuck in is like, letting your brain run its own course without realizing that like your thoughts are not you like you're you can control your thoughts like we're that's why we're sentient beings like we can literally think about our thoughts so it's like you know if we have the power to do that we have the power to like to like be aware of it and change it you know and i think that speaks in my opinion for like why we even came so far musically like i feel like i feel like none of this would have came to fruition if my attitude towards like like how I felt about it all was, wasn't like ready for it. You know, I've been like trying to prepare myself to be ready for music since I was like 16 or 17, you know, like I, it's all like I kind of wanted to be in. So it's like, that's all you put yourself in. Inevitably that shit's going to come back full force. You know, there's nowhere else that you can really go. So that's, Dude, that that is insane even to think about too because just from that just from that set you know like you said like 80 90 percent of your thoughts are kind of like subconscious and if you're already subconsciously negative i mean if you're doing so we'll use the 90 percent one just to go on the high end just for this example if yeah. you're doing seventy thousand, if you have seventy thousand thoughts a day ninety thousand of them are subconscious and you're constantly in more that negative sixty three thousand thoughts that you have throughout the day have a negative response to them already yep that's Remember what I said, the brain literally can't tell the difference between an emotion happening externally or internally. So like if if somebody bullied me like in public and I felt bad about it or my brain created this scenario of somebody bullying me, my brain literally feels the same way. Like either way, it's going to feel bad about both scenarios. So like if I can figure out how to stop that internally, it's going to change like a lot of shit that might be affecting me on the outside, you know? Yeah. So. And when it comes to like figuring out a way to change that and to affect change in your life so that, you know, you're subconsciously focused on more of the positive stuff, that's going to be something that is different for everybody in terms of how they break from that, just based off of what, what they're passionate about, what they connect with positively and their own experiences. For you, it was meditation. For me, it was music. So it all depends upon the person who you are, but it's kind of like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, work at this and figure out yourself because you don't want to necessarily live in that constant state of negativity because it does affect you not only in the short term, but it can really affect you in the long term at the exact same time. Absolutely. Yep. That that's uh like I said, I, I knew I was gonna deep dive on this because this is like something that just interests me a lot. But I, I really think if people like take some time and just be with yourself and really like process like the things going on through your head instead of like distracting yourself or like doing routine things to like get out of like a thought like you'll really start to realize more about yourself and you know it it's the same thing as like you know um whenever i was doing drugs a lot admitting like i had a problem it's the same thing with like negative thoughts like you have to 
you have to accept that like you have them and then and then go from there so um yeah this has yeah. turned into a meditation guru podcast it, it definitely has but i'm uh, two things on that one is i mean the first it was in the class saying like the first part of a prop or fixing problem is recognizing there is one but then the second part of it too is when it comes to the kind of conversation we have, it's like, yeah, you know, you go and do a music podcast or anything and you do something like that where, you know, you're going to end up just talking about the music at times and just kind of the same stuff over and over again. That's why I always like to have conversations that just kind of can go anywhere where, of course, the music is going to be at the base of it, kind of like it was at the beginning of this talking about, you know, the production side of things, working with iDyne Records. But all of a sudden now we get into this whole entire like meditation <laughs> mindset guru type stuff. And it's completely yeah. different than anything, you know, we, you would expect to talk about in a music podcast. But this is why I love doing this stuff, because it shows not only more about, you know, yourself, but also how all of a sudden, you know, some of these experiences, some of these ideas that you have and some of these mindsets that you have can relate to your music at the exact same time, relate to your personality. And people can get to understand that more and even potentially connect even further on that and also potentially, you know, Maybe people are struggling with some of the same stuff that you struggle with. Maybe some stuff that I struggle with as well. People can potentially relate to that and can potentially use that as a stepping stone into getting to that point of positivity. It can be that first step into that. You never know what might happen, but it's having these conversations. Plus, I get to know what you're passionate about. I had no idea you were passionate about that stuff until you said you wanted to go into a deep dive of it. And I'm all for it. Like I'm like, you're going to a deep dive of this neuroscience stuff? Already, I, I'm, I'm in for this. Let's do this. And trust me, I'm like explaining it not nearly as well as you might get if you just go like watch the videos for yourself. But uh, it, like I said, it to me, like these parts of, of connection and like, you know, talking to each other, like that's really where the genuineness of like music and all that comes from anyway. Because like at the end of the day, like I feel like you're lying to yourself if like you're saying you, you don't play music in some form or another for like connection like you know because i feel like we all want to feel connected and like want to feel like we all validate each other and like i think that's like important to remember on the back end of like oh yeah i want to be a rock star i want to be a musician like like all those words like don't really mean anything you know so I, not not they don't mean anything if you don't genuinely care about the people you're trying to reach you know and like i want everybody to be on this like up energy because if everybody in the world is like this then I feel like the world is going to go in a much crazier, better direction than it might have been going in the last few years. <laughs> so you mean might have been going last few years? more like probably has been going in the past few yeah. years with some of the stuff we've seen go on. <laughs> yeah. I'm being freaking, uh, I'm being very nice about that when I say that. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. But yeah, when it comes down to music, I mean, look at how many different connections that people get from music from all of a sudden, you know, musicians, you create this stuff, you put your heart and soul in this stuff and people get to connect to it just based off of the stories you're telling, the emotions you're bringing out there and the happiness that we can derive from it. Go to a live show. You're going to find people from so many different backgrounds, from so many different experiences, so many different walks in life where I mean, you might never run into these people anywhere else just based off of the way, you know, life has gone between the, you know, one or two different people. But you see those people at a live show and you both are just having the time of your lives enjoying the music because you connect with it so positively. I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing right there. And it, and it helps 
create that more positivity around the world, helps create that camaraderie around the world where when live music went away because of the pandemic and all of a sudden you saw that separation, I'm like, we need it back just based off, not for a lot of different reasons, but one of the major reasons is just to bring that connection right back to everybody and seeing, you know, people on a live show, you're still going to get those people that are, you know, negative. You're still going to get those people that are, you know, not the best to be around in a yeah. live show. It's it, it happens all the time. And I don't think that's ever going to go away, but you're seeing the positivity continue. Yeah, it, it's human nature. It's like, uh, I, I think to even like feel bad that you might have that experience is like another learning lesson. Like, I, I think like when you we're going to these live events, if we see somebody who's like being more negative or like whatever, um, we all we have we have to kind of realize like people are reflections of ourselves. Like, like whenever somebody is being negative, we know at some point, like me and you have both had like a negative experience too. So like, instead of like, letting it get to you and, and like letting, you know, the negative train, like run its course, you know, um, try, you know, there, maybe there's a way to like flip it, maybe make that person like, you know, say like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I like letting this thing get to me at a show? Like, well, you know, what's going on? Um, awareness. Like, I just want, I want people to be aware of like the moments that they're spending with each other. Cause like, we never know if we're going to do this again, you know, like we never know what life is going to be or where it's going to go or what happens after we die. So it's like, why not you know, have as much experience as you can? So what's even crazy about that too is especially now i want to jump in a little bit for like the acts of music as well especially from me to you because kind of talking about that and just kind of focusing on more of the positive because you never know exactly you know how long those positive moments are going to last you never know exactly how long those connections are going to last but really being taking it like as far as like as fully as it possibly could be i really felt a lot of that while listening to from me to you as well yeah that's that's awesome i appreciate it it was definitely a a song written uh, I think the song. I think I had written that song in 2019, um, and like lyrically speaking, it was just it's just one of those things where like I wanted to reach out to a specific person, and like you know, you always have the best mindsets in your head whenever you're trying to speak to somebody you care about. Um, but sometimes it's harder to like execute that like when you're when you face to face with them or whenever like you're battling like. Um, some sort of struggle between each other and like i feel like that song is kind of layered with that context in mind you know like towards like we all want to say the best things that we possibly can in our heads um and sometimes it's not not easy but you know we all try so yeah because because i when i was listening to it, like i'm trying to figure out exactly what i think of the song like where the meaning comes from and how i related to it was like i was thinking about back in like because i'm looking at my notes for this one because i went into a whole deep dive on it because oh, that's nice. what I like to do. So like when I was looking at it, I kind of looked up and like was thinking about like past, you know, going back to the past and the times when, you know, I would used to just like, especially, you know, my I'd say my summer between my junior year and senior year of high school where all of a sudden I went from, you know, hanging out with really no one that I knew all of a sudden me and my best friend became best friends again. All of a sudden he started dating this girl and then they it was from a completely different high school. All of a sudden I kind of got brought into that as well. And now I had this whole new group of friends and we became really good friends off of all that stuff. And just, you know, late at night, just doing all the stupid shit we did, just late at night, just talking, just like, you know, thinking about the future, just all these crazy things that we had that we wanted to do, all these crazy ideas and just the positivity that radiated from that. And just thinking back then, just the connection that we made off of that because of how the future we wanted to pan out for ourselves. 
of course, you know, as time goes on, life happens. Some of us, you know, we drifted apart and we go our separate, our separate ways and most likely, you know, don't end up necessarily looking at life or, you know, experiencing life the way that we had wanted to through those. But there are a few of us that kind of do go after that, you know, in a way where some of those hopes and dreams that we had and kind of take it from them. Again, it all depends upon how life works out, the decisions we make and what makes us happy as time goes on, because that definitely does change. And it's kind of a reminder that, you know, remember the good times and also remember that positivity, but also not give up on your dreams and wants to, you know, also, you know, that you wanted when you were talking to your friends late at night with, you know, your hopes and wonderment. So it kind of relieved me back to those times and just thinking about, you know, where I wanted to go in life at that point versus where I'm at now were two completely different places. But the Mm -hmm. thing that was consistent is the positivity that ended up happening off of that from the want and the, you know, the predictions, the, the talks, the desires and everything to where I'm at now, it's a completely different place, but the positivity is still there. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's like, that's kind of the overall vibe of the song. Uh, I was, I was hoping people would get from it. Cause I, I definitely, I'm not somebody who wants to write morbid sounding pieces, you know? So like, um, if anything, like, I, I feel like a lot of the writing for the record definitely sits on that, uh, that melancholy kind of like it's, it has a somber feel, but it's still happy and like energetic. Um, and yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I feel like, like for example, there's a lyric from the second verse of that song that's, uh, you know, guess it'll never catch on to me that every choice I've made creates history. Like that, when I wrote that lyric out, you know, that was like almost like a callback to this whole like um, foreseeing where you want to be in the present moment kind of shit. Like it's like, I kept telling myself this is the vision I have and like where I want to be at all having all my hopes and dreams and like sure enough as like things kind of happen without realizing it you look back and you're like wow like like every little choice really does like change the course of like your history which changes the course of everyone around you's history and that connection like goes throughout the entire world so in some way your small little story on this planet like no matter how big or small it is to other people it's affecting like the world as a whole you know so if we all like fucking think like that like like geez i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen like <laughs> you know that's uh, cool though dude i'm relating so strongly to that just based off of how like kind of like the times that i have with my friends back at those times again how it all started was one of those moments where because my best friend and i like the guy that's my best friend like we didn't talk to each other for a while just based on how life went and there was yeah. one day I was going for, it was my junior, it's probably like March or February. I can't remember what month it was, but literally going for a run. And I saw this and I was about a, a quarter mile away. And I saw this random person saying on a street corner and I was running towards him. Like, who the heck is this random person? All of a sudden it was my, it was, his, it was my buddy. And he's just like, Hey, you know, I'm going for a walk. Do you want to come with? And at mm-hmm. the time I thought, you know, I, sh- I kind of want to finish my run up, but you know what? Something's telling me just, you know what? Why not? If I miss out on a run, what's the worst that could happen? By yeah. simply making that one decision, simply making that one decision completely change the trajectory of his life, my life, and the lives of everyone around us. Simply by me just saying, yeah, sure, I'll go for a walk with you. That was, yeah. <laughs> and then from that, I mean, it found those friends and all of a sudden got into some other things. Like all of a sudden, like after that, I'm like, it just, just kind of how that happened. It's absolutely insane. Just kind of taking that look. I mean, now, again, that's more of a personal thing for me, but there's a lot of people that can, you know, you can relate to a point in time where it seemed like the simplest decision ended up being 
one of the most impactful things you ever did in your entire life. And you don't really appreciate it until it's like years later. And like, you look at all these big steps and these big accomplishments, but then you like think back and you're like, like, at least for me, like you start tracing like every like scenario person and thing that like might've connected you to like where you're at now. And it's crazy because most of the time it really does start from like just a gesture, a simple conversation. Like you, you just never know. That's why it's like, don't, don't take for granted any conversation or any experience you have with somebody. Cause like, you just don't know what, what it's going to bring you or them. So that's also true. And it can kind of roll that a little bit way into uh, one of the good old rules from zombie land, which is enjoy the little things because those small little things in life, those small decisions, those small little moments can create the, can be the most impactful moments in some of your, in your life to incite all of a sudden this massive change. You can meet somebody, you can talk to somebody, you can just have this conversation where your relationship with some person ends up getting stronger off of that. And you never know what might happen just based off of that decision. Yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah. Man, all of a sudden, like we <laughs> look at all, like we went for like the like the neural part of this. All of a sudden, now we're going to this. I just like the positivity that is radiating from this is <laughs> insane. This is like this is too cool, man. Oh, I, I again, thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, I I wish I I could have more conversations with more people like this. If, if only like capitalism let me have more time, like to to talk to people. You know, like god dang capitalism, <laughs> but it's a uh, yeah, I mean, I I love this kind of stuff more than anything. Oh, am I on still? Yeah, okay. you're on. I was gonna say my low battery turned on, but uh, yeah, I just I there's a something about music that just connects me with experiences, and no matter how bad, weird, or good, and like that's why I keep doing it because it's like everything else I've tried in life feels a little disgenuine or it just feels again, like mundane. And, uh, you know, there was one point when I was 19 or 20. Um, and I, I actually quit playing music for like a year and I was just working like a nine to five. And, um, you know, the band I was in, you know, we were, we were all like cool with each other, but we were all kind of just fucking off and like doing drugs and stuff. And like nothing was really happening. And, um, you know, sure enough, I got fucking laid off from my old job and at the same time I got told I was getting laid off with like everybody else that's when I actually got offered to play for hey thanks so all that kind of like happened really quick we got a band really quick we started touring really quick everything that like I had visualized since I was 14 all of a sudden it went from me thinking none of it was going to happen to all of a sudden like a wall hit and we were just like going you know and uh again that's where i think positive experience and like positive thinking attributes to that so yeah oh it it absolutely does and yeah i wish like even myself too i wish i could have more conversations like this because i mean even though i have these conversations on these podcasts all the time like this just because of the way that you know kind of just the way the conversation flows but it's still one of the things that you know brings the most like insane positivity to my life where we can talk about stuff we can bring this stuff to light and just really just create those positive like show the positive connections that music really has show the positive connections that your guys music has and then show that to the rest of the you know rest of the audience rest of the world so that maybe they can join in in this positivity train as well oh yeah i can't wait for the day where you know we have a crowd 
um, big enough to create this giant energy clusterfuck. And like, you know, I almost, I almost feel like you get enough energy. Like we all have our own little magnetic fields attached to us as well as like, you know, the earth and shit. So it's like, if we get a bunch of those in like a, a room and everybody's like on the same energy. Like, I feel like it'd be a feeling that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So it's, I, I, I'm patiently uh, waiting for the moment to come. Patiently so. waiting for the moments come, and you know there's probably going to be one of those shows where you're going to create that massive, gigantic room full, ball full of energy, and there's going to be some crazy guy in the middle of all of it having an absolute blast. You're like, and who the heck is that crazy guy in the middle of it having an absolute blast? Why does that guy look like Kevin from the Corporate Guys podcast? You're going to see me going, "Hey, Travis, <laughs> <laughs> it's me." Yeah, I, I'll jump right in. I'll, I'll give the mic to everybody. They can have it. You know, yeah, I want chance too. So. Awesome. Well, Travis, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, an incredible podcast, might I add at that. One thing I like to do at the at the back end of this is always give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the back end of this podcast. So Travis, the floor is yours, my man. Uh, I just want to say again that, you know, we're Hey Thanks. Um, we have a new record called Start Living coming out May 27th. Um, you know, we have two singles from it out right now. Uh, I know we're a fairly new band right now, but I promise for anybody willing to stick around that, you know, this record is just the beginning of like all the things we have in store and like what we want to do as a band and like how we want to change people, you know, as far as like positive versus negative. I hope that you will join us on this little ride and shout out to Gary and Casey for being like the two main people that like kind of tied this record together. Also, you know, shout out to uh, Brett Rooms and Mike Haljone because they also were help. They helped uh, mix and master the records. So, you know, there was a lot of hands on this. Also, um, I haven't got to shout him out yet, but also thanks Dash. Um, he's in a band called Past Life. Uh, he actually helped a lot during the, um, you know, the pre-production of the record in the studio. So, um, you know, go check out Past Life. They have a new record that came out last year. Um, they're another cool kind of like indie indie pop vibing kind of band um and you know thanks everybody who's stuck around um anybody who anybody who makes it this far past the meditation part (laughs) of the podcast before you're like boo um (laughs) you know thank you for uh i guess believing in us and you know i as much as we always thought something was going to get in the way it seems like an opportunity always comes to us every time we're questioning our lives. And so that's a really grateful thing to have, you know? So thank you so much, everybody. Well, absolutely. It's a grateful thing to have and keep that positive rolling. But now it's time for me to this podcast with three very separate things. First things first, when it comes to Hey Thanks, yes, they got a new record coming out on May 27th. They've got singles out for it right now. And like Travis said, you know, on Twitter, these guys are very active on this stuff, and you never know. All of a sudden, they might start creating a random beef with me. All the point, you know, we're gonna be throwing memes back and forth at each other just for the ever loving hell of it. Because why the hell not? That does sound like it's kind of fun. So, if you want to, which I should say, not if you want to, what you should do is follow along with Hey Thanks on all social media platforms. You know, watch their YouTube videos. You know, find some merch. If I find some merch, you know, find some merch, buy it, and all that stuff. Stream their music, buy their music, download their music, and I'll, I'll here's the thing that we'll do for it too. You don't have to search this stuff up. 
I'm going to do all the work for you. Look at the description of the podcast. You're going to see something that says find Hey Thanks online. There'll be links, labels for everything, social media-wise, music-wise, merch-wise, websites, so you can get to this band as easy as possible. It's click, like, click, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. I make it easy as possible for you guys. So, yeah, no problem <laughs> getting into that. Second thing now, Travis, whenever I have guests in the podcast that I enjoy having on the podcast which this was an absolute 100% certainty that this was just absolutely insanely awesome, especially when we got to the neuroscience part of it. I'm like, this is nuts. This is fun. So wherever that happens, I like to create, you know, a promise that I have in the podcast as a thank you for being on the podcast. And because, well, I don't want this to be the only time I ever get to talk to you on the podcast or, you know, ever. So my promise to you is this. It's not an if. It's a mm-hmm. when, because when implies it will happen, but time frame is to be determined. When I get to see you perform live for the first time and get that ball of positive energy going, my yeah. promise to you is this. First round's on me. If you don't drink, we'll find something else. I mean, hell, I can bring a whole pizza if you want. I, I owe pizza to Keith Wallen for breaking Benjamin. I'll bring you a whole freaking pizza if I have to. We can we can, we can, can go shots after the set. I, I just usually don't drink uh, before shows, but I'll, I'll drink something after, you know? perfectly i mean i usually don't i usually i'll never have a band be like hey you want a beer before the show no 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 not my style i'm like you guys play you guys got a job to do afterwards we'll do that stuff what uh what area do you live in right now i live in milwaukee wisconsin milwaukee oh shit we actually played there one time like literally i think it was a, a january tour in 2020 like right before the pandemic got announced we uh we played like a two-week thing across the midwest with i don't know if you know the band they're called unamused dave I um, don't, unfortunately. They're like a like kind of math rocky DIY okay. sounding band. Um, they have some. They have music on Spotify too. They live uh, around Chicago, so we did a tour up there. Got to see Milwaukee for the first time. Went to that little beach thing, lake. <laughs> it has a bunch of rocks around it. And uh, yep, Bradford Beach. Yeah, Bradford Beach. We went over there. That was really cool. Um, we played. We did the show. We played there was cool. The local was strange, but. Um, I mean, they were nice, I guess. <laughs> um, they were one of those locals that was like, instead of sandwiching like the touring bands, they were like, no, nah, we want to play uh, in the middle. <laughs> we were like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, we were like, whatever whatever y'all want, I guess. It's a little so. weird, but you know, I'm pretty sure you'll end up coming around this way at some point again. Plus, I'm never one to shy away from traveling to shows. So if you end up coming anywhere, like I'd say within like, an hour and a half to two hour radius of me. So basically as far north as green Bay, I'll usually go as far West as Madison on a whim, but I won't, but Minneapolis is a little bit tough, even though I went to school up there. I know a lot of people up there because of yeah. how far the drive or I'll pretty much as far South as Chicago. I go to Chicago shows all the time during the middle of the week. I don't give a shit. So well, if that happens, uh, I'll see you then. Yeah. I was going to say there's uh, nothing confirmed yet, but some point at the end of July or in August, maybe doing something around the midwest so maybe one of the states will happen um definitely keep in touch perfect i'll keep in touch then and we'll make sure that happens so travis as we close with this podcast i mean we there's plans to see you to perform live there's i'd love to have you back on the podcast potentially getting some more of this crazy neuroscience stuff as well because this was damn cool so yeah. is this goodbye nah this ain't goodbye this is <laughs> see you later thank you so much <laughs> Well, well, folks, this is my interview with Travis from the band Hey Thanks. Once again, they've got a brand new album 
called Start Living, which comes out on May 27th, 2022. They have singles out for the album right now, specifically the re-release of From Me to You, which you can go check out. And you're going to want to follow along with them on social media, specifically Twitter, because they're very active Twitter, and that's kind of funny. We might start, you know, a whole entire Twitter war just for funsies, because these guys are freaking awesome. So you can follow along with them, you know, on all social media accounts, follow, you know, watch their videos on YouTube, you know, stream music, buy music, download music, buy some merch. But instead of having to search all that stuff up yourself again, remember, look at the link description of the podcast. All the links and labels there are there for you. So you can go check them out and you can just do it in a one-click, one-stop shop kind of format. Make sure also following the Core Progression Podcast as well. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the Tikataka. Yes, I said Tikataka. We're also on YouTube where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and you can watch all these Core Progression Podcast videos along with all the YouTube shorts that we put out for the podcast as well. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. If you've already done so, I want to give you a huge thank you, a huge, huge Huge thank you. If you have not, this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. And if you could please do that, that would be very appreciative. So thank you for you know checking out the episode. Thank you, our sponsors, Phoenix Fitness and Custody Views. Their links and their promo codes are in the description of the podcast as well. And on that note, yeah, check out Hey Thanks because, man, these conversations are great. You're not going to want to miss out on anything with them. I mean, that kind of like melancholic positivity that they have in their music, it's kind of cool, not going to lie. So on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Hey, rush into the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!